so we are on John 11, 1 to, 4, 1 to 44, um, which is our last sign. We've finished the, all the signs and then we're moving on to sayings. Um, this is the most powerful sign um, as Jesus resurrects his personal friend who's been in the grave for four days, um, which is a bit crazy. I guess, um, you know, when he healed the little girl, she'd only just died. But, you know, Lazarus has been in the grave for um, four days. Um, the passage has themes of, of death and life and grief, hope, friendship and love. Um, and it's a passage, you know, like Matthew was saying last week um, with the, the bread and the the fish. Uh, it's a passage like that, isn't it, that we're just so familiar with, and so it's really hard to comprehend, actually, you know, this guy died, and, and Jesus came and, and rose him from, from the dead out of the tomb. Like, um, it's really hard to comprehend and imagine that. Um, yeah, I think if we think what it's like to be Mary or Martha in the situation, the sisters of Lazarus, um, and just how that would feel for them, just their brother being raised from the dead who'd been in the tomb for four days. It, it is an incredible story, and um, we easy, easily forget um, the power and the wonder of this story and the power that Jesus demonstrates over death. Um, the passage is very, very long, so I've kind of split it into four different parts, and so we'll look at a little bit um, and then, yeah, read it in bits. Uh, I am going to ask for volunteers to read the bits. Um, so we're going to start with John 11, 1 to 16. Um, does anybody want to read that? I've got it on the screen. Anyone? Rachel? Yeah. Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sis sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who had poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, this illness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that, my, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Brill. Um, so we see, don't we, that Jesus, um, you know, he's not actually where Mary and Martha are. He's across um, the Jordan River in another town. Um, so his 
disciples, we could call them, um, Martha and Mary, we presume that they write to Jesus or send someone um, to Jesus. Um, and we have to remember that, you know, there's no email, there's no WhatsApp, there's no phone in. So the notes, you know, they take a couple of days, don't they, to get the message. Um, so we can presume that, you know, when Mary and Martha kind of sent that message, Lazarus was already pretty ill. Um, he was in a place where um, they were calling for Jesus to come to heal him. So they hope, um, you know, they've seen all these miracles that Jesus has done. They've seen him raise the dead. And so they're calling for their close personal friend and um, their teacher, their rab rabbi, um, to come to save their brother. Um, so... Next, Jesus kind of says, um, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Um, and commentators kind of say that him saying that, you know, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. That that sentence there is probably like a message that was sent back to Mary and Martha. Again, maybe taking a few days. Um, so kind of, by the time that, that Jesus gets to Bethany, Lazarus is already dead. Um, now, the interesting bit is that Jesus doesn't actually rush off from where he is. Um, he stays two more days in the town that he's in, which is, um, you know, it's pretty confusing, isn't it? Why does he delay in getting to Lazarus? Why does he not go straight away when um, Mary and Martha have sent him this letter? Um, I find that a little bit confusing. Um, but in verse 17, it says, when Jesus arrives in Bethany, that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. So even if Jesus had set off immediately, um, Lazarus would have probably died by the time that he arrived there. Um, but we do see in other cases, don't we, like the healing of the royal official son, that, that Jesus has also healed from a distance. So, so what's going on there? Jesus didn't heal um, Lazarus from a distance. He didn't set off straight away in a panic and a rush to, to go and heal him. Um, so it is a bit of a, a difficult one that we need to look at. Um, and commentators kind of say that, that that two days of waiting um, there's a few possible explanations for it um, maybe he had um, just kind of been with some new believers and he felt that he needed to stay with them before he went um, which he, he does quite uh, often doesn't he in scripture um, but one that I thought maybe kind of explained it a little bit more was that um, this was a point where Jesus was really grappling with the Father's will for, for what was going to happen to Lazarus. Um, you know, he says that ultimately the, the, the death of Lazarus, what's going on, will result in the glory of God. Um, so I think it's a bit of Obviously, Jesus in his natural self wants to rush. He wants to go and heal um, Lazarus. But, um, you know, the father's kind of got a plan for, for what's going on. He's using the, what's going on um, in a way that, that maybe we don't understand. And certainly Mary and Martha wouldn't have understood at that time. Um, you see, if Lazarus doesn't die and isn't raised from the dead, then that last and powerful sign doesn't happen. Um, and this sign's also um, a major catalyst for 
Jesus being, uh, for Jesus dying, you know, at the end, we've, we're not going to read it, but after this part of scripture, the high priest's issue for Jesus to die um, because of what's happened, because of the resurrection of Lazarus, because it's obvious that he's saying he's the son of God. So it's kind of, I think at this time, this two days, Jesus is really grappling um, probably with his own emotions, but with the will of the father and kind of and kind of all of that, you can imagine that would be quite a lot for someone um, to know what's going to happen, to know probably that he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but, you know, knowing that he's going to cause Martha and Mary grief in that, and and he's going to have grief in that. Um, So I thought that was quite a a good explanation. Um, You know, it isn't that Jesus is kind of being mean or that he's playing tricks by by not healing um, Lazarus before he dies, but... um, the father's just got a, a, a way of doing things that sometimes we don't understand. He's got a timing about things that sometimes we don't get. Um, and Jesus goes on to tell a story about um, walking in light and walking in dark in this passage. And I think that's kind of encouraging us to stick close by Jesus, stick close by the father and his will. Um, you know, sometimes it might feel like we're stumbling around in the dark, um, but if we stay close to Jesus's plans, trying to understand what the Father's will is, um, you know, sometimes life makes so, no sense. Sometimes it seems like God's doing nothing, that he might be inactive and not moving. Um, it seems that maybe he's saying one thing and doing the opposite. Um, and you can imagine that's how Mary and Martha felt, that they'd seen, they know who Jesus is, but he's not doing what they expected him to do in this moment. Um, they don't know like we do, <laughs> we know the rest of the story, but you know they don't know that Jesus is gonna come and, and raise um, Lazarus from the dead. And um, so let's read the next part. Any volunteers? Anyone? Yeah, thank you, Jack. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection and the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Who has come to the world. And so when Martha heard that Jesus was on his way, she runs to meet him to find out what happened, to find out why he's so late, why has her brother died? She says, If you had been there, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus responds by telling Martha that her brother will rise again. 
you know, she presumes, Martha presumes that Jesus is pointing her towards a future resurrection, towards the age to come. And the Jews were familiar with the future hope, with a new heaven and new earth um, from Isaiah 65 and 66. But in this conversation, Martha, with Martha, Jesus isn't talking about the overall victory over death, um, but about what victory over death looks like right now in the present. He says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. It's not a future, but I am as a person, the resurrection and the life. And um, we'll hopefully talk a bit more about that as we um, look at the sayings. So I don't want to take too much of that. Um, so N.T. Wright says that Jesus has not just come from heaven to earth, but from God's future into the present. Jesus is bringing the future hope into present reality. Martha, when she comes to Jesus, um, is expressing all the thoughts she has been having. Um, but, you know, if only Jesus had been there, what would have happened? How different would it have been? Martha wants to rewind time. She's saying, if only this, if only that, if only you were there. If only you were here, Jesus, then my brother wouldn't be dead. If only there could have been another way. If only he had never been sick. And, you know, I'm sure we all have these if onlys. Um, you know, what if I had done this differently? Um, what, if some, what if I hadn't got on that bus? What if I hadn't said that to, you know, we're fascinated, aren't we, with these if onlys? And, and they can plague us, can't they? I know a lot of people kind of have anxiety about conversations they've had, or, and if you'd said something else, that wouldn't have happened. And, you know, we look into the past a lot, don't we? And we have lots of if onlys. Um, and I think we're fascinated with it, aren't we? We're fascinated with what things would look like if we went back in, in time, if we had the hindsight. Um, we're obsessed with time travel, aren't we? We've got so many movies and novels and TV series about time travel. Here are some that I found. Um, I'm sure we can all name many. Can anybody name any more? Because I was struggling. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Looper, okay, yeah. Oh, no, not seen that. Okay. Really? Uh, <laughs> I always remember at school you would like encourage not to write like it was all a dream. <laughs> Flashing back. Oh, that's cool. So I think it's just something in the human condition, isn't it? But, you know, we, we just wonder what it would be like to go back in time, to change things. Um, and I think when we are finding things difficult, uh, we often do this in our mind. Um, and the passage kind of teaches us um, about what Jesus says to us in these moments. Um, it encourages us encourages us um, to ask Jesus about the situation um, and for him to bring life and light, not to change what's happened, but to, to be with us now and to help us work through whatever it is now. Um, you know, I'm not sure that Martha was expecting her conversation with Jesus to change what happened to her brother, um, that she really expected him to raise from the dead. Um, 
even though she had seen all these amazing, amazing healings, I don't think she expected for a resurrection to happen. Um, Jesus had disappointed Martha by not doing what she expected him to do. Um, but she was beginning to understand that, um, as N.T. Wright says, that she could swap out her if only for if Jesus. Um, all those things that are going on in her mind, if she could concentrate on kind of what Jesus was saying and, and who he was, um, it what doesn't change the situation of her grief and her loss, um, but she might begin to understand um, the love that Jesus has for her and her family, even though what's happened was awful. Um, okay, who wants to read the next bit? Any volunteers? Steve. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking, and it, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not quite entered the village yet, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she had got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So Mary kind of reacts slightly different to Martha. Um, I think she does have the same kind of if-onlys, um, but she's more um, emotional in a way, showing her weeping. Um, you know, she's expressing to Jesus um, just that she knows what would have been different if he was there. Um, and um, I thought it was interesting, a commentator says um, that in a way, Jesus was probably glad that he wasn't there at the time that, that Lazarus was ill, um, especially when he's kind of being confronted with the emotions of, of Martha. Um, the choice was made easier for him in a way, but he was far away, but he couldn't get there. Um, that choice is made slightly easier that he could enact the Father's will because um, he was further away. You can imagine how difficult it would have been for him if he'd have actually been there. Um, you know, how, how could he? He probably wouldn't have been able to kind of let, let Lazarus die because um, he was so involved with Martha and Mary um, and they were his disciples. They call him teacher, they call him rabbi. They, they knew where he was. They knew he was across from the Jordan. So you can see kind of the closeness that they're his close family and friends. Um, 
another side fact which is just interesting but um, it's interesting that the first and the last sign are, are both kind of revealed to Jesus's personal family and friends as well and um, the wedding in Cana is you know a kind of a family and friends wedding and this is kind of close personal friendships um, so I think it's just a nice kind of tie um, to the signs um, so I find it interesting that um, you know, Jesus knows that he's going to heal Lazarus. He knows that he's coming um, to Bethany, to the sisters, and, and he's confronted with all the, the grief and the suffering and the loss that they've lost their brother. Um, but he doesn't come in like a superhero. He doesn't come in like a know-it-all, um, brushing their grief aside and let me out of the way, I'm going to go and heal him now. Um, but he, he is with them in their grief and their suffering. He lets them kind of outwork that. He lets them ask questions. Um, he lets them kind of say what they're thinking. Um, and that's just who Jesus is, isn't it? Um, in Isaiah 53, 4, it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. We know, don't we, that... Um, when there's horrible things going on, when we're suffering, when we're just feeling upset or grief or loss, that Jesus does bear this pain with us. And to the point of tears, you know, this Jesus bursting into tears, Jesus crying, um, he knows that Lazarus is going to be raised from the dead, but he's still got those feelings that um, he's there with Mary. He's feeling that her grief and loss and um, his own grief and loss um, as he's lost a close personal friend. Um, yeah, even though people see this, they still look upon him and say, you know, why didn't he heal her? He's done this. He's opened the eyes of a blind man. Why didn't he heal Lazarus? Um, and that's kind of echoed in his um, death, isn't it? You know, there's people saying, why didn't he save himself? If he's the son of God, he could have saved himself. Um, so you can see it's that similar Jesus kind of enacting on, on the, the will of a father and that kind of grappling for him, really, and what people are saying about him and his lordship um, is kind of echoes in those two stories. Um, so this part of the passage kind of teaches us what it's like to have Jesus standing with us at, at the graveside at, at a time of loss. Um, and although he knows that his friend will be raised again, um, he doesn't dismiss the loss um, for Mary and Martha. Um, he doesn't brush it off. He, he doesn't say, oh, don't worry, he will rise again. But he's, he's there and he shares the feelings. Um, and the commentator Bruner says... The world's certainty that the ultimate reality is death breaks Jesus' heart in this moment. The world's certainty that the ultimate reality is death breaks Jesus' heart in this moment. And this shows us what it's like to hold that tension of, of death. You know, we, ultimately, well, we are all going to die. Ultimately, we do see people die around us, and we all suffer that grief and loss. Um, but what's that tension like to kind of hold that for people but also know that there's a future resurrection um, and that we do have life in Jesus now um, it's not to dismiss people's feelings and say oh don't worry they're in heaven they're fine now um, but it's like holding those two tensions and Jesus just does it great here he knows what's going to happen to Lazarus but he's still taking grief of death 
grief of loss seriously. And um, yeah, acknowledging that doesn't, acknowledging that we have a future resurrection doesn't take away the current pain or the loss, but um, it, it can bring us some comfort, can't it? It can um, bring us something, but we at the same time feel loss in the same way. Um, yeah. So the next part, this is the last little bit. Who wants to read this bit for me? Anyone, Matthew? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth round his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Um, so Jesus here is, is standing in front of a large crowd. He's putting his reputation on the line. Um, can you imagine what it would be like in that crowd, seeing Jesus go towards the tomb, waiting to see if this man would come to life? It's an incredible story. Um, it's interesting that um, as soon as the stone is rolled away, um, Jesus knows that Lazarus is alive. There's, there's no odor. Um, like, yeah, it's just, I find that really interesting that um, just the faith and the confidence that Jesus has that Lazarus is risen again. You know, he hasn't even seen that he's risen again, and he thanks the Father. Um, he lifts his eyes up, and he thanks the Father. He wants... Um, the bystanders to know, all the people watching, that he's not done this on his own, but, but he is a sent son of the Father. Um, he's done this with the Father and on behalf of the Father. Um, and he wants them to recognise that, and he wants them to recognise his lordship as the Son of God. Um, and this passage, again, echoes what will happen in Jesus' resurrection. Um, but it is slightly different. Um, you know, Lazarus comes out, he's still wrapped in cloths, um, but Jesus' cloths were neatly folded. Um, you know, um, Michael's, one of the commentators, kind of says, I, I don't know if 100% agree with it, but it's interesting. Um, Michael says that the raising of Lazarus is more like a, a resuscitation and a resurrection. Jesus' resurrection, in a way, is a greater resurrection because he doesn't die again, but Lazarus ultimately will have a second death. Um, imagine what that's like for Lazarus. Yeah. Um, so the raising of Lazarus is the, the last and most powerful sign. It's a sign of a future resurrection of Jesus. Um, 
This is a chance for people to, who see the sign to recognize, us, recognize Jesus's power and lordship over death. Um, and in this story, he's not just showing about life and death as a, a metaphor for faith or no faith, um, but he's showing the people about real life and real death and his power in both. You know, in our culture, um, death is very sanitized. Um, people tend to die in hospital rather than their own homes, and families don't kind of prepare the body for funerals or anything like that. Um, and we use language, don't we, like he passed away, and, and we try to make death sound um, pleasant, as pleasant as it can be. Um, you know, we try to mask that anxiety that at some point all humans um, will, will die naturally. Um, and that none of us can avoid death. And our confidence isn't in, and I guess that future resurrection for us. I mean, it is, but it's not just about that future hope. Um, it's not just about that future heaven on earth, as Jesus was kind of saying to Martha. Um, it is that, but what about now? What about um, the victory over death now in our life while we're still alive? What does that look like or what is Jesus's victory over death now when we do see people die how how is it to have Jesus stand with us in that how is it to have Jesus be at the graveside um with us um and I think I think that is just having confidence in the power of Jesus and in his lordship um that he does have power over death um you know, we can learn from this that even though it's confusing when people die, that Jesus will come to us. But when we send a message asking for help, Jesus will come. He will respond to us. Um, and we know, don't we, from this passage that, you know, Jesus ultimately, he feels with us in the world. He's empathetic with us. He knows what grief and loss is. Um, and whether that's in someone dying or some other kind of a form of grief and loss, Jesus is here and he weeps with us and he comes to us. Um, and then ultimately, um, we know that he has victory over death, but he can bring light into any dark situation. Maybe he can't always rewind, go back to the future, um, go back, go back, I don't know, you know what I mean, go back in time. Um, but, 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 um, he can't always change stuff maybe that have happened, but he can work with us within that. He can bring light into those situations. Um, and so for me, what this passage really teaches us is to have confidence in the power and the lordship of the Son of God, to remember that he's sent by the Father um, and that he is King of kings, that he is Lord of lords, that he um, raised people from the dead and, and just that that power can exist today. Um, you know, sometimes we cannot change what is happening, but we can ask Jesus to be with us in everything um, and he can bring light and victory over everything. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's just um, pray for a minute together. I'll pray for us. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for um, this current series and all the, the signs and, and the wonders uh, and all the kind of the deeper expl explanations that 
have gone with these signs. Um, we just thank you that we've learned um, so much about your power and your victory and, and who you are as a person, that you care deeply for the world, that you are moved um, in compassion to feed the hungry, to heal the sick, to, to be with those that have, have suffered grief and loss. And um, just thank you that you are so kind, you are so full of love. Um, and we just invite you into those moments within us today, um, you know, where we've got stuff going on and, and where we might not be feeling great in different ways, that you would just be with us. Um, we, do we do pray for changes and miracles and healings and to see those signs, but we also ultimately pray for you just to be with us and us to know your power and glory. Um, you know, like with all these signs, ultimately we just want you to be glorified, Jesus, and, and we want to know the Father's will and to try and abide and walk close in that. Um, so just pray for that in the coming weeks for us all, just that we would be able to go deeper in knowing the Father's will um, and that we would just come more in tune with you and your spirit and what you're doing in our lives, God, that we would just walk in step with you and walk in the light with you. Um, yeah, we thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs>